In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with hosts Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza. and Aileen Drexler. I'm going to make you girls a hump day treat. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workouts. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I am on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello, and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen. Okay, before we start this amazing convo with Jordana, we need to we need to remind everybody about what we just launched this week. Are you incredibly excited about it? Because I know I am. I'm beyond excited about it. So we have an exciting announcement for our diehard DSTers out there, and it is called DST Back for Seconds. We are giving you extra content that is premium. It is so good. We're going to be sharing personal stories, things that we wouldn't necessarily want on the main podcast. And all it is is $2.99 a month or $29.99 annually. You will get two bonus episodes a month, an ad-free listening experience, and you will be able to get episodes a day early so you can be the first of your friends to hear what we have to say. So if you love DST and you want to come back for seconds, see what we did there, subscribe now. And if you're a fan of Jordana or if you haven't met Jordana, you will be a fan of hers at the end of this podcast. Be sure to check out the You Up premium content. It's called You Up with Benefits in the You Up channel as well, also in the Apple podcast app. Again, guys, go look for it. It's called DST, back for seconds, $2.99 a month, two bonus episodes a month ad free and we're doing like behind the scenes stuff like shit we would never say on this show so go check it out that that's what that's what i want to listen for i sort of wish that like i knew what we were gonna <laughs> say that was a secret but we already know all our own secrets plus more fucked up things that just stay in the head so yeah everybody go do that now all right let's get back to Jordana. today we are joined by the third head of our three-headed self, our three-headed monster self, Jordana. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Jordana's a fan of DST too, right? I am. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was going to sound more impactful when I Sorry. said it, but I... Um... <laughs> I didn't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> no, I love DST. I listen. I get very excited for the new episodes. I listen every Thursday and Sunday on my walks. It's like... I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys, but not speaking. And then sometimes I have like a lot to contribute to the conversation, but like <laughs> I'm not speaking to you guys, so I can't. That's say how I feel when I listen to you up on my walks. <laughs> so yeah. there you but go. But today you get to contribute. I know. I was so happy knowing that you were the guest. I'm like, oh, I don't have to like an easy one. <laughs> yeah, <you> try. <laughs> yeah like, i don't have to try yeah it's just so much easier like i know what you're like i know i know that like you're not gonna like misinterpret what i say like i don't have to like yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, i don't have For to be sure. on you know but yeah and i love the podcast such great 
conversation. So I'm excited to be like part of them. You have like a strangely healthy relationship with food and your body, which, you know, the listeners, I'm sure, as I am, are envious of. Um, so what what attracts you to DST? Like, how can a listener tell their friend who's, who doesn't have any eating issues that they should listen to this just because it's fun? Well, I think it's it's funny because it's like I, I do agree with your statement to an extent that food is not something that I have like necessarily like a complex around or anxiety around. It's not something like that. But I feel like I have the healthiest relationship with food that I could while still growing up in a society like ours that, you know, what I mean, just be, like I do have that, but I'm not like immune from. Right. Uh, probably like unhealthy dieting thoughts or unhealthy like do you know what I mean but right. they're they're not like a part they don't constantly I don't think about them like a lot or frequently but yeah I have you know what I mean I especially I have a wedding coming up I'm, a, I'm I am it's not something that's totally out of the realm of anything that I think about and I think that's just from being a woman growing up in America like even though I didn't get a lot of discussion about my body or food or anything growing up it's still like i live in this i live in i live in the united states like i see i consume the same media as you guys like we have the same friends like that the and i think my favorite part of listening to the to the podcast is just making me think about how all those societal cultural things have like impacted just almost in my subconscious even though i'm not actively thinking about it i don't think i have like a disordered view about it but then i it does make me think about things that i wouldn't think about otherwise do you know what i mean right and it's like everyone's sort of like it's sort of the mix of like the society plus your own personal issues which i think so it's like we all grew up in the society so we all are affected not only with like eating obviously we all grew up in the society you're laughing at me but like (laughs) yeah but like like we all grew up with the same messages around eating dating we grew up in the same town around the same people I think like our families like played a big role. I think like our genetics played a big role and the messaging around us. And then our own like personal problems that like interact with the societal messages is what sort of forms like, you know, our own individual struggle. Totally. And it's also interesting to hear like about that part of your lives as just my friends. I mean, not just the listener of the podcast, but knowing you guys and knowing like especially when you talk about like how that's played into different parts of your lives or even stages of our lives together, like in college, like I've learned things about you guys um, (laughs) and like, you know, why you've the way you've thought about certain things or how certain events in our lives have affected you, which just as your friend is an interesting. Right. Because technically we wouldn't really share that with you because I feel like before this, like we wouldn't know that, or I wouldn't know that you could relate to it. Right. So like, that's why like, Sit my, sit my it's not something we talked about something we talked yeah. about right i agree we, okay going back to your wedding though like are you on a di- have you ever been on like a diet diet have you counted calories in an app i remember i've done it for like a day and then i was like i'm not doing this i was like I've done, i have done it for like a day like maybe before a vacation and then just being like this isn't like it was the kind of thing where it's like if it's not listed on the product i'm not calculating it but i have done like a juice cleanse before when you say i don't like, I can't do that. Like, why? Why? Because I think to me, one, it was like the whole pro- I feel like there was almost like a learning curve for it that like some people I felt like maybe like you guys or other people that I knew yeah. understood like where it was. And I was like, I'm not going to like get past the like I can, you know, some people like look at it and 
like a, a food and they're like, I just know how many calories are. And I was, I have the I'm, scanner gun in my yeah. head. Like I can just scan everything and it just comes up with the price, yeah. uh, the price, but actually the caloric. Yeah. Like I could look at something and probably be like, guess the ballpark. Like this coffee probably has about a hundred calories worth of milk in it. Wait, but Jordana, don't you didn't, but you also, I'm assuming seeing that you thought it was like a hurdle of a learning curve. You also were like, this is going to take me too much energy and it is not worth it. I'm assuming. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. It was kind of like, I, and I think it's because I, I generally do like have, have not had many issues with like my body image. And I definitely like, generally speaking, I feel like have liked my body or felt like I've had a good relationship with like, with my body and a lot. And so, sometimes yeah i wanted to lose like a little weight here and there for sure but it was never like i don't want to lose it enough to like figure out all this shit <laughs> like i'll just like but even you he hearing you say like the sentence i want to lose weight sounds foreign coming from your mouth because like i don't think i've ever heard you actually say that whereas like i've heard i can hear aileen say it just, <laughs> just um like, sammy i'm going on a new plan <laughs> Yeah. Like, it sounds weird coming out of your mouth because you've never said that. Like, when you say this isn't worth it, is the second thought, like, I like my body enough that I don't have to? Like, it, does that come into your calculation? Because, like, or like, yeah. I'm going to try, like, maybe I'll try eating healthier. And if it does, like, and uh, hopefully it'll work. But, like, the consequences of it not working are, like, an extra couple pounds which is like fine like it's right. not it wasn't so much it, i've never wanted to lose so much weight that i was like i need to do a serious it felt like i needed to do like a serious change have you ever something. like gained weight like i actually can't remember any time where you've like gained put on a little weight i have for sure i mean it's like it's funny because everyone thinks that about like other people but like everyone knows their own body and the set like you it's funny i feel like especially listening to this like think about you guys talking about like your weight loss and weight gain and, like how much i would have noticed it versus how much you notice it and like i i mean obviously i see you guys all the time so i don't like think of it like this was a time that Aileen, <laughs> oh yeah like that year was a year like Aileen was thinner or like that right, year was right. you know what I mean? <laughs> like um but yeah everyone has their own like thought process about like the number that that they feel like they're best at and i've definitely had that i remember getting into my current relationship just my lifestyle changing a little bit and i did gain weight on that in that instance and i did feel like not great about it but i think it was also just that new relationship like we're just drinking wine and eating like charcuterie every yeah like twice a week which kind of creeps up on you especially when you're in that beginning phase so i like i can i know i don't think the world is like yeah that was that was a period for that is kind yeah. of funny though like sammy and i like mark our lives like there's a time like if you look at a timeline if i were to write one out <laughs> i know like my yeah wait <laughs> i could write a wait timeline. yeah a wait timeline but no one else thinks of us that way well, I think we probably think about that about each other at this point. Like, I, like I now know Aileen's. I know when you were thin. Like, like I because we've talked about. Yeah, this. but you don't. But you don't like change my. You don't change your like thought about me as your friend based on my weight. <laughs> whereas no, but I know your whole weight history. Like, <laughs> right. But whereas you may change your own like the way that you see yourself like your value or your worth based on that time you know it's kind of, that's actually really yes. interesting i never even like thought about it like that having a friend here <laughs> as our guest
This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, Newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Speaking of your relationship, Jordana, you host, you up, podcast, Jared Freed. Everyone go listen if you don't already, you probably do. So speaking of your relationship then, and you saying how you felt kind of bad about gaining some weight because of puzzles and pursuit, et cetera, during <laughs> dating Mike in the beginning. Those winter did, months. Yeah. Did it affect your relationship in that time or did you not let it or was it not strong enough? And did Mike, did you tell Mike how you felt? H- how did that go? I don't think I did, especially like, I mean, it was the beginning and I think I was probably not like secure enough to say like, I feel like, bigger or bloated or something like that and i think that relates back to my own dating anxiety which is more of my constant struggle than something with anything else it's funny because i did you know what i mean i i now that i'm thinking about it it's like i i have always felt felt a a body confidence or confidence in the way i've looked as it relates to men Mm -hmm. right but he but mike is not particularly like he doesn't comment on that at all which to an extent would almost bother <laughs> me because i'm like i pride myself on this and like you're not like noticing or like and i even to this day actually i'm like it actually would make me feel like good if you would compliment if you would like note or comment you know i like, I do work out a lot or if i am um you know if i feel like i look good I'm, i don't get that verbal affirmation from him i'm like do you see it he's like yeah i I think you look great but he doesn't notice like the fluctuations or the differences or like if if i look bitter one week or another but i notice and i like i'm i'm almost want him to comment more on my body right if that makes sense you're like please objectify me (laughs) please right and to me that almost made me think like do i do this do i like my body for what it means for like men's attraction Mm -hmm. to me or do I like my body because I like it and I think that you know in addition to listening to your podcast also makes me think about those things like what is it about my body image or is it about how I feel when I feel like I look good or is it about like what other people think of how I look that actually makes me feel good or bad is there something that you wish that like your good body could promise you like in the relationship do you know what I mean like, what role do you feel like it plays in your relationship if it's not just, like, getting compliments, you know? 
I even I think it's a confidence thing. Obviously, when I when anyone feels like they look good, I feel like they're just more or they they just feel confident in themselves, no matter what that is. I think they're just more mm-hmm. pleasant and fun to be around because they're enjoying the moment. And that mm-hmm. goes for anything. If someone's like in a relationship, they hate their job or they feel like they're like aren't, you know, comparatively aren't doing well or they feel like they're they feel bad about they're in a lot of debt or anything like that. I think any of that kind of takes you out of the present moment and makes you think about what other people are thinking of you. Um and makes you not as fun to date or to be around or to be as good of a friend. Very it's true. like the more that you can be in what you're doing and just enjoying that moment, like the right the better partner, friend, person you are. Right. Like think about like your moms, right. our moms too. It's like when you, I've heard you guys talk about that too. It's kind of like imagine you could be a, like a, a better, more sporting, loving mother if you weren't thinking about how any of that other stuff like affected or like played into what you were doing yeah right. we just focus on like the nurturing part of that do you feel like maybe later in life when like you know that you're not looking as hot you might be happy that mike <laughs> doesn't care like that mike didn't like make that such a centerpiece of how yeah, he relates to for you sure. yeah i think about the other side of that too i mean like it's it's funny because every coin has two sides to it so i'm like when i'm feeling good and i don't feel like he's noticing it's annoying but then when i'm like i feel like the other way like i don't think that he notices that much either and he just doesn't i don't think that's something that he's like actively Mm -hmm. thinking about like at all i also think that's true of a lot of a lot of men i don't maybe i don't know about women i don't want to generalize but a lot of men that the we take we sort of project our own insecurities and we think that they notice so much so much more it's not just mike we notice we think that they notice so much more than they're actually noticing and then what i've i've realized i messed up on in my relationship is that i've noticed it loudly (laughs) to rusty so now he's even more like I really backed myself into a corner right. <laughs> because now I know what he thinks I think of myself and now he's focusing on those things sometimes. So so for people who are listening and they do have body insecurities, which I'm sure is very much the case, do you believe that that you should be vocal with your partner about your insecurities? And if so, how? I think... Yes, assuming that you are and and this goes for body insecurities or in any insecurities that you have that are like because to me, I think of like there's so many things that you could be insecure about and we get so many emails from different people who are worried about, you know, are, is he going to judge me because I don't have enough friends? Is he going to judge me because I don't talk to my mom? Is he going to judge me for all these like or she whatever is are they going to judge me for any of these things? or any of these problems. And I think the important thing to realize is that everyone has something they're insecure about. Right. And to me, when dating or when thinking about those emails, it's less about like, what is my insecurity or what is my problem? Or what is this big, bad thing that I have to reveal to this person that I'm dating and more about like, and what am I doing to like fix it or help myself? So it's like, we always say funny because we play like red flag or deal breaker. And like, nothing to me is actually, if you think about it really, like nothing is a really a deal breaker if you're dealing with it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you could come to a date and say, I, you know, I've had some issues with food or my body and I'm working on it with a therapist or I'm working through it um, in this way. It's really made me think about it and I'm working towards like body acceptance or I'm in a massive amount. I have a massive amount of student loan debt um, and yeah, I get kind of insecure about it, but here's what I'm doing to like figure out how to pay it off. And I'm working towards figuring that out. And I think that's 
the more the much more important part of it because everyone's always going to have things they're insecure about. It's more about just like, what are you doing to help yourself? What if you haven't gotten to the place it? of doing something about it? Like, what if you want to just be vulnerable with someone? And at what point do you think it's appropriate in your relationship to share something like that? Like, what if you have no idea what you want to do about it? You know? Right. Well, to me, that's like a, I think that's a tougher position as, as the person that you're dating. It's like, do you, but it's like, even if you don't know what you're doing about it, is it something that you want to change? Um, Or is it something that you want to work on? Or is it something you would like help figuring out? Or are you kind of like, this is, because I do think it can be frustrating to date someone who, who is complaining about something very frequently that they're not taking any steps to address because then you as their partner are kind of left to like try to be the one to have to shift their mood or to encourage them constantly but it's like you can't really do that for someone the person has to want to do it for themselves and you can support them in doing that but you can't do it for them so I think that would be a more frustrating person to date someone who would who felt this way but didn't really seem to actually be taking any active steps to like help themselves Right. I definitely do that to Avi sometimes <laughs> where like I will like have a problem and like it like my doing something about it is just like complaining to him. But it's just sort of like <laughs> so I don't have to do anything about it. Um, I think you could do yeah. that here and there. too. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes you have to. <laughs> oh, sometimes you just want to vent. Like yeah. my, Mike will say like my back, you know, my back hurts, my back hurts, my back hurts. And I'm like, well, like I've I've, I've told you about three different uh what's the back doc chiropractors <laughs> I found and like we've been talking about this for three weeks and you haven't made an appointment with them and I'm, so I'm like so there's not really any much I can do for you until you well, take that step to you help know yourself funny? the best advice I think all three of us got this advice in one shot and it was actually not pertaining to relationships but it was just like asking someone like if you're the person who's complaining or insecure or wants to share something you tell that person mm-hmm. in advance like I just want to vent I don't I just want you to listen or I'm right. looking for advice so please share that. So like somebody who just wants a vent does not want advice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that would backfire. Like, don't tell me what to do, asshole. <laughs> like there's the, the it, it works both ways. So I think that's also something like share from from the perspective of of complaining or whatever, whatever you're doing to cope with your mm-hmm. insecurity in that moment to like kind of set set the stage for your partner to know what they should be doing in that moment. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients 
ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. I wonder what your thoughts are on a question we got a few weeks ago. Do you remember the email that was like, this girl, I think she had like gained weight or she had had trouble um, with losing weight and her partner Mm -hmm. was like very much kind of like trying to get her to lose weight and she felt like uncomfortable talking to him about that. Do you remember that email? Do you remember that? Yeah. What, What do you think that girl should have done? It was one of those situations where he was very much not like, it didn't seem like he was going to be emotionally there and just really wanted her to change her body back. Yeah. I mean, in that kind of situation, I think you have to like go a step deeper in that and like ask the person like, what does it mean? Like, what is the the way my body looks like? What does that mean to you? Like, what is that? How does that make you feel? Because I think like once you get into like why that because then that also forces them to think like, oh, I just it's not just, oh, I want to be with a the person who looks as hot as they did the day that I met them. And more like what where does that feeling come from? Like, why do I feel that? And I think if the person is willing to kind of go there and think about it and like unpack that with themselves then you can actually like talk about it and see if you can work through it. But if they're not, and they're just kind of like, if it seems very superficial, then you, to me, it indicates more of a superficial relationship. And I think that could also, you could think about, I like to think about these things where they're relatable to so many different aspects of your life. Like let's say someone you're with someone and they were making a lot of money and then they quit their job or they seemed like they like no longer had the ambition that they met had when they let's say you met someone they were working all the time and they had these really lofty career goals um and they were working towards that and then one day 
to, it seemed like they wanted a more of a work life balance or they wanted a different kind of life than the one that you thought they did. And I think it it's okay to say like, it's okay for you to need to adjust to this new version of myself mm-hmm. um, because I'm not the same person. Pe- like I think you have to realize that sometimes you're the one that changes mm-hmm. and you can't expect people to immediately just accept that you're a different person than you were when you started dating. But I think it's more about explaining that and seeing if they can see where you can come from or if you can like both be okay with this new change in yourself and if you can't then maybe you're just not a good match maybe you were a good match before but you're not anymore but just commenting on like those two things like i feel like weight fluctuations in a person's life especially a woman's life is expected like you know pregnancy if that's how you choose to do like just age is 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 different for women than it is men um, whereas like, let's say you're with somebody like ambition is something that you both value, right? And say ambition in, in, in meaning like you want to get reach for the stars with your career, make a lot of money, but that changes. I think that that's different than, I don't know. I think you could changing. value both value physical appearance. That's a value too. Like you could, I don't think that that's not a value is like valuing being physically attracted to someone as like something that you're looking for. Well, okay. You know how you always say like the worst fear like a woman has is a guy just like deciding to leave you one day. Just out of nowhere. Not a woman, but like me personally. I don't want to speak for all women, but my worst fear. But I've heard you say on You Up that that is like a woman's worst nightmare. Yeah. I think for, especially a woman with dating anxiety like myself, but yes. Well, on this podcast, the woman's mm-hmm. worst fear is that a guy leaves you because you got heavy or because they're not okay. attracted to you anymore because of how you look. So it's like, right. it's still sort of the same, but it's like in that instance, instead of him just deciding he's bored, you let it, you, yeah, you right. caused it somehow by gaining weight mm-hmm. or letting yourself go. And there's right. also a difference, I think, in like valuing physical appearance that just like is sort of happening naturally to you, which there is obviously like a large part of that versus like, does the person just, do they used to like work out and like be active or, and did they stop and just like become really lazy or are they still like pretty active, but, mm-hmm. uh, right. their body just changing. They, they, they gained weight or whatever. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a lot to unpack with that one there. It's not like the analogies are not like straight to, you know what I mean? They're not, but but in this scenario, if that with that listener email, she was actively trying to change like her re- so relationship with food, which was a different one yeah. than the one that went, that happened when he met her. Like when he met her, um, she had it's had different values in a sense. So she is the one that changed, and I can understand. I think we do have to have some sympathy for some people who were like, "I thought I was getting this, and I have someone else." Doesn't mean that they're getting something worse, but it's something different. And I think you you have to be like a little patient with people as they adjust to like the different person that you become. And I think that people change in all sorts of ways as you, um, as your relationship progresses and if people can't like adapt to them or, or they don't stop to try to figure out what's really going on or they don't try to brush things under the rug, then that's sort of when the relationship slowly erodes, no matter what the actual thing is. And that's why it's like learning how to communicate and share actually how you're feeling with someone aside from like the superficiality about it. part about it is like so important just learning how to do that in any relationship so how would you like recommend getting ahead of that like just in general whether it's about food or anything like you notice that like one of you is evolving or you're evolving differently and it's sort of led to like 
not big tension, but little tension. How can someone, how do you, would you recommend people address or like approach that as it's unfolding? As I'm sure it is unfolding for a lot of people post pandemic. Um, yeah, I mean, I assume all these things happen so gradually, right? Like no one wakes up one day and they're like, I want to change my relationship with, or I'm going to, I'm going to totally overhaul my relationship with like food or money or my career or any of those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's up to both people to sort of like be in, in touch with what your partner is doing and feeling and like noticing those small changes. Um, and I don't, I mean, like, obviously it would be great if everyone just felt confident enough to say that, like to share their train of thought as they're thinking it. And so it's not a big surprise, but if that's harder, and I think it usually is for most people, I think it's just about like letting someone know where you're coming from and not making it like without judgment or feeling like, and just trying to explain yourself and your thoughts and your emotions in the best way that you can so that the other person sees where you're coming from. and isn't like, Oh, you changed overnight or you're doing this whole thing overnight. It's more like, this is how I've been feeling. This is what I'm doing to have my actions align with like how I, how I feel, or I've reevaluated this value of mine. And I actually don't feel like this is something that I still believe anymore. Like, what do you think about that? Just starting with like, what do you think? What do you think about this? I feel like is an e is like the easiest way to talk about anything, whether you're talking about like changing your relationship with food or I want to get engaged or I want to move in. It's like, <laughs> what do you think about this? But with the caveat of not having an expectation of what they should say. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> because, totally. I've yeah, done that. I mean, I've, I've gotten into so many <laughs> fights about that. Too. My biggest challenge and everything you're saying about specifically intuitive eating and like communicating that to Rusty, because that's obviously like this is what we're talking about. That was the biggest shift sort of in my life because prior to this lat 2020, if Rusty could say like something that I would say very often would be like besides like I love you or whatever it would be like so I'm starting this new diet <laughs> like that was just like just <laughs> as common but like my challenge was saying to him I'm doing this thing but making him see that it's not just like this fad new diet that I'm starting you know what I mean like that was the hardest right. thing that it like came from a deeper place um but for anybody who's in this, this position I would have I was also very on edge about like being judged for it. Like, what does that mean? Like, also he's from like in healthcare, like, you know, his perception of weight is different, whatever, blah, blah, blah. For sure. So I had to, it was, it's a slow, like plant. You have to plant many tiny little seeds along the way. And then eventually he saw that I was not as mean as before when I was like miserable dieting all the time. Like it was just like a huge yeah. shift. He's like, Aileen, you seem like a lot nicer and happier and less like pissed. I was like, yeah, like that's just, I'm not starving myself all the time. Totally. So for anybody right. listening, just, I think it's like, don't expect also an answer, a specific answer. Yeah. If you have a specific answer that you're expecting, like you want them to be like overwhelmingly excited and positive for you. Like you're setting yourself up to be like, right. Most likely disappointed or like let down by someone's response and i think it's important to go in just saying like we're gonna talk about it but like i'm gonna and it's so much easier said totally. than done i've gotten yeah. into so many fights <laughs> with that about anything that someone has expectations for <laughs> yeah right you just kind of have to like either tell or or in that case if you really want a specific answer you just say hey, like hey i need you to be really supportive of this right now for me when i tell you what it is and if they're not then you're like then you then i think it's justified to be a little bit pissed 
right? But can't you, I feel like that's almost like an unrealistic thing to ask of someone. Like, I want your immediate support for this thing that you haven't had any time to digest or think about, but I need your gut immediate reaction to be exactly how I want it to be. But it's not like you're telling them, like, I think I'm going to like be a serial killer. You're just like, I think I'm going to like change, slowly change my relationship with food. In this moment, can you please be supportive? We could talk about it later. I just wanted to share it with you because I'm be- trying to be vulnerable. Yeah, I think as long as you're saying like, <laughs> Why don't you like it's okay if you like want to th- like I would appreciate your support right now. But if you want to think about it and then we can talk again, <laughs> that's feel- also fine. Like share share. I think it's okay to say you can share your fears with me about what I'm I doing. Can imagine a guy right. just being like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that that's what that's what I'm sort of thinking. I'm like, I'm like, I it trying to explain something like intuitive eating or really any sort of like. This is like the type of thing where I'm like just a horrible communicator. Like if you I don't think I ever like sat Avi down and was like, I'm doing this new thing. I don't <laughs> even like know how he caught on to it. Like it just kind of happened. Does he listen to this podcast? Sometimes. Not always, though. Like right. he probably skipped many episodes. So, I mean, but I don't think it was something that I was worried that he would oppose. You know, I think he's like yeah. watched me struggle and count and he he thought it was very annoying when i would constantly ask him like five times in a half hour like do i look thinner do i look thinner like that was weird to him too he thought that was bizarre (laughs) like they say that in relationships like the best relationships are the ones where you can sort of anticipate how someone will react you know someone so well that you can anticipate how they'll react to like any like almost anything Mm -hmm. yeah because you know them yeah so you like can formulate the way you approach it based right. on that also too he's he's great at doing that i'm horrible at doing that i don't know how to formulate an approach i don't know how to communicate like complicated things calmly like <laughs> like that, that's what like amazes me like that that anyone could do that like the good thing is is that one person in the relationship is at least one person is like that because if you have two people who are bad at th- if you have two people who are bad at that it can be like um a lot Words for the relationship, but if you have one person who can sort of like steer you in a direction, I think that that's no. Avi's really very helpful. good at timing. He doesn't like jump on anything. Like I noticed, because okay, like I'll give you an example. I noticed something like with, that happened with work, like for him last week, and like he was really upset about it. And he, I was like, I was like, why don't you call like this person and like t- talk to them about it? He's like, let's just see how the next few hours play out, and the conversation will happen. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you have to. You have to immediately like be talking to everybody, and he's like, he's like, no, like, I'm just gonna wait and see for a little bit. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, good for him. Good for him. I think, I think if if two people are bad communicators, there's still hope. It's just those two people need to have um, the motivation or the desire to want to be better communicators with each other. Yeah, if you're both like just so unaware (laughs) or like not (laughs) self-aware. It's that's that becomes a challenge. I, I think it even becomes a bigger challenge of one of the, one of them is very unself-aware because then that person's just like, this is moot. <laughs> this is like, what am I right. going to do? Well, totally. And I think that like usually people go into things thinking, always thinking that they're the right one. Like my th- my sister who's a couples therapist. Well, she'll say this like she'll be like people couples come to me and like 
it's usually one person bringing the other person to couples therapy so that like I can tell so, the, so that I can tell the other person why yeah. they're wrong. And it's like, that's never actually what's going on. It's usually both people like, cause there's, there is usually one person who's like, I'm doing everything right. Yeah, and this right. person, like I have to deal with this person. And that's usually not totally. the reality of the situation. Exactly. Right. I'm sure in both perspectives, there's they're <laughs> right and they're wrong from how each of them is looking at it. You know, right. Because we all are only thinking about things through our own lens of like how we feel. And we don't think about the things that we do and how that can elicit certain like responses or actions from other people that we don't actually want. Like we're not actually getting the things that we that we want from the person because we keep trying to communicate with them in the same way. On that note, I just started Dirty John last night. Dirty John too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Uh, that's like a that's I would say like a very escalated version of what we're talking about. For sure. And I've seen similar things to like that in, you know, familial past. So I can. (laughs) So you must have really enjoyed the show then. Since we talk about intuitive eating a lot, what do you think about something called intuitive dating? What is that, Jordana? So, I mean, after listening to all your talk about intuitive eating, it really got me thinking about like dating and how there's so many, like, just like dieting, there's so many rules, like there's books about it and there's rules and people like, people feel comforted in rules, right? Like people like to know like good food, bad food, or like text, like don't text right away. Text after, like they want to know, and people, so many people write in like, how often should we text between dates? Or like, when should I say I love you? Or like, when should we define the relationship? And they want rules because they feel really comforting. But the truth is like, it's different for everyone. Like at what someone's comfortable with or what the optimal way of dating is, is so different from everyone. Or like if I, and people spend, have so much anxiety, like, did I sleep with him too soon? Is that why he's not texting me? Is he, did he ghost me because I was, uh, you know, too needy or I was whatever. Yeah. So I think that like, if you can allow yourself to date intuitively, which means occasionally making mistakes, trying all sorts of different things, and then asking yourself afterwards, like, did that feel good? Did I like that? You can find your own, I don't want to say rules, because I don't think like you should necessarily have them, but your own sense of what works for you in dating. Because I don't think there's one universal rule for how you should do any of these things. It's really about like what actually feels good for you when you're doing it. So I, I think sort of trying to approach dating in that intuitive sense is would be a great like parallel to that i have a question how does someone intuitively date when they are like fighting their own attachment style which could be bad like i think someone with a secure attachment could probably intuitively date very well naturally sort of like how you can intuitively (laughs) eat right right but right but how does someone but when you think about but when you think about like with the like with attachment theory like i know you know, we've experienced this, like the thing that feels great is actually yeah, like the, the horrible thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like how well, I think cake tastes amazing, but it could be unhealthy in too much quantity. So I think therapy is really helpful for that. That's something I did a lot with my therapist is like work through that kind of thing with him where it was like, and it's sort of just, it's challenging your own belief system and also learning by actually experiencing, which is a part, also part of that intuitive thing. It's like, you can 
you can go out and you can sleep with someone on the first date and then like see how that makes you feel and then adjust your behavior going forward. Like it doesn't make you like you don't have to feel like you don't have to like punish yourself for sleeping with someone with an arbitrary sense of like, oh, that was too early. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that, it almost heightens it heightens your anxiety. It doesn't make you feel. But if you if you sleep with someone, and you're like, how did I feel after that? Like, did I feel like fine with that? Could I, I could do that again or that felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll continue to do that. Or if it didn't feel good, I won't. Or and I think if you're anxious, you have probably have this sense that these unhealthy relationship styles are actually like that. That's the that that's what's going to make you happy. That like finding someone who withdraws is actually like more exciting and happy. But the best way to unlearn something is to do it a different way and see a different result. So going out with someone who like actually is consistent and responsive and letting yourself do that for a long enough time to say like, oh, being with someone that cares about me than is there and consistent this feels good and i'm not i'm not i don't know that that feels good based on this hypothetical sense of like logically i know this should feel good but you actually have done it and gone through with it and then felt like okay that does feel good or having someone break up with you after three months of dating kind of feels like the end of the world Mm -hmm. but if you do that enough times where you're kind of like okay, this wasn't the end of the world. Like you could date for three months and then we break up and then it feels bad for a little bit, but I let myself feel bad and then I move on and I do it again. And it's not, I don't, it doesn't have to be this big, bad, lingering, terrible thing. Mm -hmm. It could just be like something that happens and I move on to the next. I saw something on the You Up podcast account, Instagram account. Guys, you should follow it on the story that was like, I guess there was a question box and people submitted like the best dating advice they ever got. And one of them was like, if he's into you, you'll know. If he's not into you, you'll feel confused. And I feel like that is one of like the most clarifying statements because like if you are really confused for a long period of time, like a month, like I think that you can just ask yourself that question. Like, am I confused or do I feel like I know he likes me? Right. Or not even does he like me? Like, or, do I like him? Like, right. does it? Does this feel? Does this style of communicating feel good? Like, is he is he treating me in a way that feels, or I feel good every day, or do I feel like anxiously wondering when the next time he's going to text me? Did I sleep with him and then not? And then it and then I didn't hear from him for a few days. Like, how does, do I want to date someone who acts like this in dating? And I think we and I do this. I used to do this all the time. It was like. You spend so much time thinking like, does this mean he likes me? Does this does if he doesn't text me this often, does that mean he doesn't like me when you should be asking yourself, do I want to date someone who doesn't text me every day? Right. And some people don't. I think some people actually don't care. Like, and right. that's also cool. It's more about knowing and your, that's, and that's the, the intuitive, intuitive part. part. Like, yeah. What feels good to me? That's someone who I should date. Right. I think that's where the rules kind of get like in the way because you're like, actually, like, I don't really mind that he's kind of like not. 100% communicative all the time but you feel like oh he must not like me because that's what I read on the internet you know what I mean like yeah yeah <laughs> and I think it's kind of funny it's like it's like you think of like good foods and bad foods you think of it can make you like demonize people you could say like well this is a bad guy or this is a good guy and if you and I think if you do that it almost adds to the anxiety of dating whereas if you think like this is a good match for me or this is a bad match for me and it's funny because you I I feel like there are certain people or friends of ours or like our circle friends where you'd see they would they would explain their breakups in a way that was so much more empowering than like and then he didn't want to date me it was more like and then I just didn't feel like he was like responsive or texting or like communicative enough and so like we moved on but really sort of the same thing happened we're like yeah you know what I mean there was a breakup Mm -hmm. but it's just the way you frame it which makes it 
much more healthy as opposed to like I really wanted to date this person and then they just kept withdrawing and they didn't want to date me as opposed to this person wasn't giving me what I needed and yeah. so we both went our separate ways. Right. I feel like that is such an important shift. Like it's not that you're you're not the inadequate one. Like whatever you need is perfectly adequate. It's whether or not someone a, any particular person meets that. It's exactly it's really, it really is very very parallel to intuitive eating just because it is like a belief system and that that fo- focuses on you being like the 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 narrator of this of your story rather than the world and all the external telling you what you For should sure. be doing so i like it did you intuitively would you do you think now going back that you intuitively dated mike um no <laughs> so yeah. then how did you know i think listener i had- question he was the one yeah. <laughs> How did I know he was the one? I mean, I actually, I don't believe in the one. I think that he is a great match for me. Um, And I think that I knew that when I felt um, a peace of mind. I felt at ease. I felt like I was with someone who brought out the best in me. I felt like I was with someone that um, I felt secure enough with that I could go out and do all these other things in the world without having to constantly have this anxiety about like, is this person going to leave me or is this person like can't like me or care about me? And I think that it takes a long, it's not a linear thing. There's a lot of like two steps forward, one step back. And part of that was him. And part of that was me also growing. And so um, I think it's just about finding someone who will like, again, affirm that idea that people aren't going to randomly leave you or that you can see for yourself, like dating someone who's like just there and consistent and, um, not dramatic or doesn't have those highs and lows that almost feel like you're doing drugs that that's not actually good for long-term stability and happiness yeah i don't feel like i intuitively dated avi in the beginning either yeah i feel like you know we would i remember we would text like and you'd be like should i text him this should i text him that yeah i have this you know i mean i had the same yeah i here's why okay i really do think that like having an anxious attachment style (laughs) or an anxious avoidant attachment style is similar to having like eating issues like the codependency with the object aka the person or the food is similar about it constantly thinking about it constantly always on your mind your validation comes and goes with it and i think that like at the time i probably also had codependency issues that were then cured or you know helped by the stable relationship so it's like you almost need the the thing that's going to prove to you that that you can be secure in order to get past those things. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to like almost like wait it out long enough to like see how you feel once it it's actually there. Yes. And that's the hardest part. Almost like it's hard to believe anything that you haven't seen before. So mm-hmm. I'd never really dated someone who I felt like was this consistent or like I didn't think that would make me happy. Someone who was like... <laughs> you know consistently there and stable (laughs) and like you know i really though i didn't think that that was like a thing that or that people even could really care about you in that kind of way um and you kind of learn by just experience that's the only way you can really internalize something i think a lot like like, someone could tell you something a million times but if you don't actually see it for yourself it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to believe Agreed. agreed 
All right, last question from listeners. I'm sure you're all wondering. So, Joanna, you're getting married in November. Very excited to be there. Um, Are you on a wedding diet slash workout plan? And if you are, please share. I mean, it's funny because how do you define a diet? Like something that you're like rigidly sticking to? If you change your eating style with the with the hopes intention of getting smaller. Yeah, I'd like to lose like five pounds. Sure. So then, yes, I guess. You should just do a juice cleanse the week before then. Like, that's really all you have to do. You'll be fine. Um, No, but I'm saying no. But I try to I try to like and it's it was this was way easier to do in the pandemic. But I try to like um, revolve like what I eat around like when I would most enjoy having a, a like meal so i eat a healthy lunch because i'm usually busy during the day and i don't really have time to like savor whatever i'm eating so i'll have like a quick healthy lunch that i do most days of the week and it's just easy i don't have to think about it and then for dinner i do whatever i want deep so i think it's nice it's a nice balance (laughs) that was what's your what's your healthy lunch um i have a smoothie with um greek yogurt kale bananas Mm. almond milk and I got into it in the pandemic and now I just like I really like it. And I like not having to think about it because it's just like good. And I like and then I have um, peanut butter and bananas. Very healthy. What, what do you like for dinner? I've, I do you like chicken cutlets Yum. Okay. and broccoli. Delish. Yeah. Or so we do salmon and potatoes mm. or if I'm making it, if I'm not like and I, again, during the week, I, I try to make food. Um, meatballs fun <laughs> see it's so funny like if i ate what you eat i could lose five pounds in an instant <laughs> an instant i tell you yeah like if if i was having a smoothie with kale and greek yogurt every day and then salmon and potatoes for dinner like it's good though on the, on the weekends if i go out if i go out to eat if i go out to eat or i order in i get whatever i want but I feel like I'm making it. I try to be like healthier. I'm but. not saying it's bad, yeah. but I'm saying that I no, you're great. No, no, you're great. <laughs> I'm saying I associate like that type of eating menu menu. I associate that type of like um, list of food consumption to be what I would do to track my calories and. Right. Well, here's the thing. I actually I feel I feel my best when I do that. And then the weekend, I usually especially now that there's actually more events and things to do, I do whatever I want. But I usually end the weekend feeling like kind of bloated and like uncomfortable. And I miss I miss that like weekday routine because yeah. I actually feel like I have more energy when I like eat like that. And again, I, I don't think I that you should do that. everything all the time, but it actually feels much better to do that. Totally. I think. Oh, for sure. It, for sure. It feels much better. It's like when you're it's like being in a secure relationship feels much better, but it doesn't. It doesn't when you have it when you have codependency. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I mean, I, I think it wouldn't feel much better if you never had like if you were never going out to eat and eating whatever you like. I think the balance of it is also that's the most important part it's like yeah we try generally to date in a way that makes us feel good sometimes we do sleep with someone earlier earlier and we know that it'll or might make us feel like better and that's also okay or, when you fuck up <laughs> yeah or sometimes you know like you do drink too much or you eat stuff that doesn't make you feel good and like that's okay too like it feels it kind of kind of gross and maybe the next time you don't do it but maybe next time you do do it and it's also fine yeah. too it's kind of like I don't know. Well, thank you. This is great. Thank you, Jordana. I'm sure you'll be back when I'm out on maternity leave, which is quickly approaching. 
But all right, thanks, Jordana. Everyone, go follow Jordana at Jordana Abraham and go follow you up, listen to you up and do all of the above. Follow all of us. I'm at Aileen. Follow at Sammy. And email us, dst at betches.com. If you want us to answer your dear DST or send us your non-scale win for Thursday's episodes. And what else, Jordana? What else do we do at the end of this? We ask people to rate, review, subscribe. Oh, that's a good idea. Rate, review, and subscribe. Listen to Die Stars tomorrow. Listen to them all, please. We have so many podcasts. We work so hard on them. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.